0: chapter three of imperium in imperio by sutton griggs this librivox recording is in the public domain the parson's advice with heavy heart and with eyes cast upon the ground mrs piedmont walked back home after leaving belton with his teacher she had intended to make a special plea for her boy who had all along displayed such precociousness as to fill her bosom with the liveliest hopes but the teacher was so repulsive in manner that she did not have the heart to speak to him as she had intended she saw that the happenings of the morning had had the effect of deepening a contemptuous prejudice into hatred and she felt that her child's school life was to be embittered by the harshest of maltreatment no restraint was put upon the flogging of colored children by their white teachers and in belton's case his mother expected the worst during the whole week she revolved the matter in her mind there was a conflict in her bosom between her love and her ambition love prompted her to return and take her son away from school ambition bade her to let him stay she finally decided to submit the whole matter to her parson whom she would invite to dinner on the coming sunday the sabbath came and mrs piedmont aroused her family bright and early for the coming of the parson to take dinner was a great event in any negro household the house was swept as clean as a broom of weeds tied together could make it along with the family breakfast a skillet of biscuits was cooked and a young chicken nicely baked belton was very active in helping his mother that morning and she promised to give him a biscuit and a piece of chicken as a reward after the preacher was through eating his dinner the thought of his coming happiness buoyed Felton up and often he fancied himself munching that biscuit and biting that piece of chicken these were items of food rarely found in that household breakfast over the whole family made preparations for going to sunday school preparations always went on peacefully until it came to combing hair the older members of the family endured the ordeal very well but little lesie always screamed as if she was being tortured and james henry received many kicks and scratches from belton before he was through combing belton's hair the sunday school and church were always held in the day school building the sunday school scholars were all in one class and recited out of the blue back spelling-book when that was over members of the school were allowed to ask general questions on the bible which were answered by any one volunteering to do so every one who had in any way caught a new light on a passage of scripture endeavoured by questioning to find out as to whether others were as wise as he and if such was not the case he gladly enlightened the rest the sunday school being over the people stood in groups on the ground surrounding the church waiting for the arrival of the parson from his home berryville a town twelve miles distant he was pastor of three other churches besides the one at winchester and he preached at each one sunday in the month after a while he put in his appearance he was rather small in stature and held his head somewhat to one side and looked at you with that knowing look of the parrot he wore a pair of trousers that had been black but were now sleet from much wear they lacked two inches of reaching down to the feet of his high-heeled boots he had on a long linen cluster that reached below his knees beneath this was a faded prince albert coat and a vest much too small on his head there sat slightly tipped a high-topped beaver that seemed to have been hidden between two mattresses all the week and taken out and straightened for sunday wear in his hand he held a walking cane thus clad he came toward the church his body thrown slightly back walking leisurely with the air of quiet dignity possessed by the man sure of his standing and not under the necessity of asserting it overmuch in his carriage the brothers pulled off their hats and the sisters put on their best smiles as the parson approached after a cordial handshake all around the preacher entered the church to begin the services after singing a hymn and praying he took for his text the following passage of scripture. It air harder fur a camel to get through da eye of a cambric needle den fur a rich man to enter de kingdom of heaven. This was one of the parson's favourite texts, and the members all settled themselves back to have a good spiritual time. The preacher began his sermon in a somewhat quiet way, but the members knew that he would warm up by and by. He pictured all rich men as trying to get into heaven, but he asserted they invariably found themselves with divies he exhorted his hearers to stick to jesus here he pulled off his collar and the sisters stirred and looked about them a little later on the preacher getting warmer pulled off his cuffs the brethren laughed with a sort of joyous jumping up and down all the while one crying give me jesus another oh i am gwine home and so on one sister who had a white lady's baby in her arms got happy and flung it entirely across the room it falling into mrs piedmont's lap while the frenzied woman who threw the child climbed over benches rushed into the pulpit and swung to the preacher's neck crying glory 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 in the meanwhile belton had dropped down under one of the benches and was watching the proceedings with an eye of terror the sermon over and quiet restored a collection was taken and given to the pastor mrs piedmont went forward to put some money on the table and took occasion to step to the pulpit and invite the pastor to dinner knowing that this meant chicken the pastor unhesitatingly accepted the invitation and when church was over accompanied mrs piedmont and her family home the preacher caught hold of belton's hand as they walked along this mark of attention esteemed by belton as a signal honour filled his little soul with joy as he thought of the manner in which the preacher stirred up the people the amount of the collection that had been given him and the biscuits and chicken that now awaited him belton decided that he too would like to become a preacher just before reaching home according to a preconcerted plan Belton and james henry broke from the group and ran into the house when the others appeared a little later on these two were not to be seen however no question was asked and no search made all things were ready and the parson sat down to eat while the three girls stood about glancing now and then at the table the preacher was very voracious and began his meal as though he meant business we can now reveal the whereabouts of belton and james henry they had clambered into the law for the purpose of watching the progress of the preacher's meal calculating at each step how much he would probably leave james henry found a little hole in the loft directly over the table and through this hole he did his spying belton took his position at the larger entrance hole lying flat on his stomach he poked his head down far enough to see the preacher but held it in readiness to be snatched back if the preacher's eyes seemed to be about to wander his way he was kept in a state of feverish excitement on the one hand by fear of detection and on the other by a desire to watch the meal when about half of the biscuits were gone, and the preacher seemed as fresh as ever, Belton began to be afraid for his promised biscuit and piece of chicken. He crawled to James Henry and said hastily, James Dee's half gone, and hurriedly resumed his watch. A moment later, he called out in a whisper, He's tuck an utter. Down goes Belton's head to resume his watch. Every time the preacher took another biscuit, Belton called out the fact to James. All of the chicken was at last destroyed, and only one biscuit remained and belton's whole soul was now centred on that biscuit in his eagerness to watch he leaned a good distance out and when the preacher reached forth his hand to take the last one belton was so overcome that he lost his balance and tumbled out of his hole on the floor kicking and crying over and over again i knowed i wasn't goin to git narin dem biscuits the startled preacher hastily arose from the table and gazed on the little fellow in bewilderment as soon as it dawned upon him what the trouble was he hastily got the remaining biscuit and gave it to Belton he also discovered that his veracity had made enemies of the rest of the children and he very adroitly passed a five-cent piece around to each james henry forgetting his altitude and anxious not to lose his recompense cried out loudly from the left amanda ann you git mine me!" the preacher looked up but saw no one seeing that his request did not have the desired effect james henry soon tumbled down full of dust straw and cobwebs and came into possession of his appeasing money the preacher laughed heartily and seemed to enjoy his experience highly the table was cleared and the preacher and mrs Piedmont dismissed the children in order to discuss unmolested the subject which had prompted her to extend an invitation to the parson in view of the intense dislike the teacher had conceived for belton she desired to know if it were not best to withdraw him from school altogether rather than to subject him to the harsh treatment sure to come let me give your ad my advice Sister hannah the greatest ting in de world is edification. If our race can get dat, we can get everything else. Dat is de key. Get de key, and ye can go in de house to go where you please. As for as beatin de brat, you mustn't kick agin dat. He'll beat de brat and make him learn. And won't dat be a blessed ting? See dis scar side my head. Old oh, Mars Sampson knocked me down wid a single tree tyin to make me stop larnin and god is so fixed at dat white folks as knockin us down if we don't larn if yer take belton out of school you'll be fightin gainst the providence of god being thus advised by her shepherd mrs piedmont decided to keep belton in school so on monday belton went back to his brutal teacher and thither we follow him chapter three